Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! We're talking with Garrett and Jessica from West River Printing in Oregon. Let's go! Let's go! Hey, Boo Bear. Hey there, Boo Bear. What's up? Are you, were you going to pick your nose? You can, real quick. We'll we'll cut it out. No, I just, you know, just stretching the nostril. I want to get enough air so that I can breathe with you correctly. Mm. Is that good? You like that? Yeah, you can tape it. Like, you got to... Oh, yeah. Scotch tape around there, just tape it back. Tape it up? Or up, yeah. Like this? Yeah. What's going on there? How's it going? <laughs> we, we just stared at each other for a minute. <laughs> I was looking um, at your soul. Uh, it's picked up a bit, you know. It was, what is um, a little bit more than a trickle? What would you call that? So if it's trickling in, but now it's not, it's more than a trickle. Is there a word? Mm. Uh, nope. <laughs> well, I can I mean, only think of things that are awful and it's probably not appropriate. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it was just, it's, it's double, triple, trickle. You, know you got a mild flow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is nice. You know, it's like, it's always scary when it, starts off so slow and you, and you think, well, what's going on? Like, is it, did we do something wrong? Is it our, the economy here locally? Is, is it, is it inflation? Like what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, we've got orders, so that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we're both kind of in the same boat with weather in the winter. I feel like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. I get maybe a little bit more intense than you, but I do feel like it's based on seasonal depression. Like we get people that wear like today, it's like a beautiful, nice sunny day. And then we'll get like calls and orders and people showing up. And then tomorrow it'll be gray and wet and cold. And then it'll just stop. Yeah. People I think like, that plays into it. I think that this. does for sure. A little bit. Hey, is your, do you have a volume control on your mic? Why? It seems like it's maxed. Potentially. Am I too close? Because mm-hmm. this is where it normally is. Okay. Okay. Well then I just I'll just turn it turn it down a little bit. A little too much in your ears. Could you whisper, please? Like the entire episode. Do you want me to do this? Hey there. Um hey, I saw that you closed all your rings yesterday. Yeah, and I just went and closed my uh exercise ring just now right before i got on here that's why i was a little late i think my exercise ring is closed it is yes but what's harder for me to close is the move the move part like the calorie the the red one the calories yeah yeah it's uh i find myself like at eight at night like doing laps around our living room you know just trying to Mm -hmm. burn up a few more well, the thing is, is like, I feel like I can close standing no problem. Like standing oh, yeah. is at 10 hours or 12 hours or whatever. Right. And then the calorie one, I almost always can close. But the workout one is like, it depends on the day. Like if I can get outside, because my working out is going for walks. So mm-hmm. like the last two days, it was dog shit here. So 
I didn't really get a chance to. And then last night I was, I looked down at my watch for like time or whatever. And I was like, fuck, I didn't like really walk much today. And then I was just sitting on the couch doing nothing. So I was like, I'll like go listen to music for, you know, an hour and a half or whatever. And I went for a walk and then I closed everything and sent it off to the mild hunks and, you know, got back on track. So. That's right. Well, trying to hold you accountable. I fell off. I fell off pretty hard. Like, the last fall, I think it was last fall. Uh, I was doing awesome. I was walking like six to 10 miles a day. And I was like walking in the morning and I was walking at night and I was like mm -hmm. watching what I was eating a little bit, like not crazy. Cause I don't want to go down that road, but just exercise in general, I was doing great. And then, you know, some people know about my year and then I kind of fell off the wagon and now I'm like trying to get back on it. Like, I think back to like two walks a day and, and whatnot, but it sucks in the winter time just because it's weather dependent. So I always get confused get um, when somebody says off the wagon and on the wagon, because so if you are like dieting, right. Or if you're drinking, let's say like you're, Hey, I'm, I'm, I got to quit drinking. And if you're off the wagon, that's a good thing, <laughs> isn't it? Because it's the wagon well, where you, we have the internet at our fingertips. Because if you're on the wagon, that means like, you know, you're, let's say drinking or you're eating whatever you want or whatever. If you're off the wagon, that's a good thing, which you would think you'd want to be on the wagon. It's funny that it, the phrase off the wagon, drinking alcohol again after a period of abstinence. Is she off fell the off wagon? the wagon two days after making a resolution to quit. Oh, okay. So on the wagon is you're is not good. drinking. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, on the wagon is good. Off the wagon is bad. Okay. Okay. So you're you're so on the said, wagon. Like, you right, said you I'm fell the off wagon the wagon. Now. now you're back on the wagon. Right. I'm thinking the funny thing is you were thinking alcohol. I was thinking like Oregon Trail. Like <laughs> we fucking lost a kid yeah. like 10 miles ago. Mm -hmm. Like that motherfucker fell off. <laughs> I'm on the wagon. I'm headed to California. Mm -hmm. We once bought Oregon Trail, like the board game, you know, and mm -hmm. it was horrible. Like, I uh, don't do that. Don't ever get that. The funny thing is, I remember playing it. I don't know if it's, it was the original, but it, to me, it was the original with like the the floppy disk. Yep. Not even a disk. It was just like the fucking, what were those even called? Oh, the big ones, like five inch. The big ones that were like dark brown or black. Like you could actually bend if you want. Yeah, yeah. You put it in yeah. and turn the thing sideways. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like plastic, like yeah. um, in a plastic um, case or anything. It was I just, remember, you could bend it if you want. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my dad had a computer in his bedroom, which makes a lot of sense nowadays. Uh, <laughs> but it was that style computer and I would go in and I would play like that game. And there was a couple other ones and we had like the original like um, SimCity mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it was... I think SimCity was on more like the, the when it went from that one to like the hard disk. I liked um, Civilization or something like that. That was kind of like SimCity, but, you know, you build this whole. Age of Empires. Massive. Yeah, that's what it was. Dude, I played the fuck yeah. out of Age of Empires. Me too. There I still there. have it. I've been buying it throughout the years. I just bought it on Xbox. I want to play it like tonight right now. Yeah. Dude, me, I played the shit out of that game. Let's jump online. We'll play. We'll play it. Dude, like, we'll if dominate. me and you got on and played on the internet, 
Age of Empires <laughs> 2. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd cream my jeans tonight. I would play it nonstop. I wonder what it's like now, like the latest version, you know, because I haven't seen it in years. So I want it to be the original. I want it. Dude, I have the things memorized, like the little villagers when they start doing shit. They were like, yeah, they were chopping like, wood. yeah, chopping oh, yeah. wood or like digging gold or fucking mm. someone comes along and with trebuchets and fucking tears your building down. <laughs> Yeah, like motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steal people's resources. It all starts with the screen, and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com, ffffffrank.com, or greatfuckingscreens.com. Cleaning screens is no fun, but EasyWay makes it way more funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier. Check them out at EasyWay.com. EasyWay. It's the easiest way. Heck yes. Hell yeah, brother. Graphex is the source for production-ready digital art and remote art staffing. You want to go to GraphexSource.com to learn more about what they offer and let them run your business. Yeah. I said it wrong. They're supposed to... Run your art no. department. But you know what? Just no. let them run your business. That's okay. what I say. Let them do the whole thing. Yeah. So guess what? Choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated, and that's why we love Chromaline. Go to Chromaline.com to watch Kev's vids or contact him on IG at the Emulsion Guru and get the answers you... You, you say the last word. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Holy. but I was waiting to see how long you let it go. Holy smokes. We are, we are doing great. We are doing great. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. So look, if you're not using DTF or screen print transfers in your shop, you're doing it way, way, way wrong. We have partnered with Howard Custom Transfers to get you the transfers you need fast. So check them out at howardct.gov. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I like that. Or or you can check them out at howardct.com in case that mm -hmm. didn't work. <laughs> okay. We did it, but not very well. I mean, we did it very well. Yeah, that's what I we did them all in three minutes. Yeah, we were on the wagon. Yeah. Right? But we have dysentery. What is dysentery again? Is it like some sort of... I don't know the exact... Let me look it up. Infection of the butt or something? Whoa, say, whoa, whoa. Pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> dysentery, also called infectious diarrhea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Inflammation of the intestines accompanied by bloody diarrhea. So the trail was covered in bloody diarrhea. Yeah, I wasn't too far off. Dysentery was it? is most often caused by, I'm not even going to say, Shigella bacteria or yes. amoeba. Dysentery is often spread through contamination, food, or water. Hey. Yeah, what's up? What we got today, bud? D today, we are talking with Garrett and Jessica Pratt from West River Printing in eugene oregon like oregon trail like they're probably on the trail they like, made it they didn't die of dysentery <laughs> we need to ask them they yeah, should have been asking a second they should have been on like way earlier they could have been answering all of these questions mm -hmm. there we go. hey guys hey, what's, what's up guys? <laughs> how's it going uh, we, we're just learning technology. We only know how to play Oregon Trail. So. Oh, they heard the whole thing. We did, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Talking shit on Oregon. We do yeah. other stuff. We love Oregon. You made it. That's what we were saying. Like, you made the, you know, conquered the trail. 
Yeah, it's true. Our ancestors are tough people. <laughs> and then they look at us with shame. <laughs> they didn't die of what was it? Extreme diarrhea, basically. Extreme diarrhea. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're known there. for. <laughs> cool. You guys are tolerant to it. So what's going on, it's guys? A... Oh, well, uh, we got asked to be on the podcast and we're kind of like, well, why why us uh why not you how, how the hell did you find us we have the internet <laughs> that's great i'm glad, I'm glad the internet has reached new york yes, that's exactly. cool just that got here. Mm-hmm. oh that's awesome mm-hmm. broadband 5g mm-hmm. sick are you guys in yeah. the shop right now yep we are yeah we we pretty much are here all the time and we thought you know we could uh we could try and do it at home or in like a cool office space but the shop just made the most sense i think it looks like a badass office space i see the boss back there right behind your head oh yeah yeah the boss is here billy joel's here elton john boston's greatest oh, hits that boston album is uh, the best album of all time yeah boston is the most underrated band of all time yes i agree i think uh, very much on the same. Van Halen, 1984. Great album. And Abbey Road. Well, I, Abbey yeah. Road, I can get rid of. All the I'm rest not sure. I'm not sure you guys can say this, but I can because I'm old. I was at, I went to that concert, the show, like in, in 1984, like actually in 1984. Yeah. And I wasn't like an Which intern. We were, <laughs> I, we were not alive. I, yeah. I wish, I wish that'd be awesome. But I'm yeah. a huge Van Halen fan. Uh, yeah, we're, we're music people. You know, we like, uh, we like classic rock, punk rock, emo music, you know, whatever. If it's got a guitar and chug, chug breakdowns and stuff, we're all into that. I was just having this conversation not that long ago about how I go through waves of like different genres of things that I want to listen to. And all growing up, my dad has always been like a handyman and people that know my shop know my dad because he's constantly building things here, doing things. And he always has in our local area, it's 991 The Whale, which is like the classic rock station and is always playing on yeah. like the radio while he's working, whatever. So my entire childhood was always the classic rock channel. So when I had the first had Spotify, when that first came out here, I, I started making a playlist called like uh, classic rock or whatever. And I just it's really, really long right now. If anybody wants it, I have it. But like I've just been adding classic rock to it mm-hmm. so where i can just let it play and uh i kind of listened to it hard for a long time and then i kind of got burnt out on it and forgot about it and then recently i started listening to it again and it's just so good like so there's good. so many good songs in there that you can't because you know like sometimes you listen to music that you like and you're like oh i like this hardcore band or this emo band or whatever and you're listening to it in your car and you can sing to some songs or whatever but like i like to like sing in my car by myself like i like to just be like i'm going for it and oh yeah every single one of those classic rock songs yeah every single one of those classic rock songs i can belt so two things one i want to like hide in your back seat one one day and then i want to be there and hear you uh, (laughs) while you sing that and then uh the second thing is is i was thinking back i want to correct myself i think it was probably 1986 when i saw it if they on that tour you're old we we know you can't remember things it's fine (laughs) it wasn't 84 i think it was 86 now that i think about it but anyway those are my two things, but I, but I also I want to say that, that I, I, it was I, important detail. So important. It is. To get that it fixed. is. I was like, you know how for, for me, it's music sort of defines time. Like I, I think back of 
like, oh, what was I doing that year? I, and if I hear a song or something, it puts me there. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when that song oh, came sure. out. I know that year all of a sudden I can tell you what I was doing. And like, I don't know, like there, it means so much to me. I connect like with with music and time. So I, that's why I thought back for a minute. I was like, no, it was 1986. Because <laughs> um, you can remember the drugs you were taking. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I also Sick. lost a lot of my hearing, I think, that day, but um, that's all right. It was worth, worth it. it. Yeah. <laughs> if, that's, if that's how you're going to lose it, lose it that way. Dude. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah. What's up? He's talking to God right now. Real quick. No, I tell you, yeah, God was coming in. <laughs> Morgan Freeman? In. Uh -huh. um, so tell us a little bit about your guys' story. How did you got to the screen printing world? Well, uh, our story kind of, we're high school sweethearts. So we were now in our thirties, we have three kids, but we met, uh, kind of through church. Uh, so we grew up in a small town here in Oregon. Uh, not that it matters, but junction city, Oregon. We want to get that out there. Rep where we're from. <laughs> less diarrhea. Yeah. Way less diarrhea. In junction city. Um, although you shouldn't drink the water. Yeah. Kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> We, uh, we got married young, uh, cause that was what you know, Christians do or what we were told we should do. Right. Uh, we legal. went straight yeah, yep. for sure. <laughs> uh, don't want to get in any trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we, we got married real young and, uh, it's definitely not something we would advise for most people, but it worked <laughs> for us. We, uh, immediately we went into like youth ministry. So we were working with kids doing summer camps, uh, church events, whatnot. So um, screen printing really starts right there, uh, that need for shirts for kids and we couldn't afford it. It was just going to be impossible. So we went down to the craft store and got some fabric, like spray paint. We cut like foam core board to like make create negative space. Yep. yep. <laughs> Try to make the camps logo on the shirt. And so like for a couple hundred kids during the summer, so we're like spray painting, like fabric paint. And just, you know, taking breaks because your finger cramps and just like trying to get kids shirts still because they're used to getting a shirt every year as part of their uh, summer camp fee. Um, but we just didn't have any money. So we're just making them ourselves. And, yeah. Uh, and then like because we got a shirt, like people got excited about it. And then they're like, next year we got to make better shirts. And so that's when we first started like discovering, OK, what is screen printing? How do we get a hold of a screen printer? We found somebody. We ordered hoodies and shirts and we got black hoodies with one pass of forest green ink on them. I bet they look great. No underbase. Yeah. They were fantastic. Best hoodies. Yeah. I think yeah. we still have one. Just We do. We so do. Because it's just so, it's so bad. Like we just, we look back at it and we like, we thought that was like normal. We're like, oh, this is okay. Um, so that was a fail. And so we were like, okay, we got to find a better screen printer. And we ended up meeting a friend of a friend who owned a shop down in Southern Oregon, in the town of Medford. His name is Manny Munoz. He runs Forte Clothing Company. Uh, yeah, he, he's a rad guy. Uh, him and his business partner, Griff, they were really cool. Uh, we started getting shirts from them. And uh, eventually, uh, the church I was working at basically said, uh, we're not going to give you a raise, so you can either go on food stamps and like at the time we had like one kid, maybe, maybe two, maybe we, we were really struggling to make any money. And so Manny was like, Hey, come, come work at Forte and I'll teach you how to screen print. And so I did, I just out of desperation to keep the lights on and stuff, uh, <laughs> learned how to screen print. 
And uh, he started me in the back room. So I was just reclaiming screens, prepping films and screens, whatnot. Uh, and I fell in love with it. Uh, not, not the screen printing side, just sitting there with headphones in and pressure washing screens all day. Best job I've ever had. I still love pressure washing screens to this day because of that experience. So, so obviously that experience gave you some kind of like head trauma because you're the only person on the planet who yeah. said, I'm a, I I'm love a cleaning screens all day long. There's something about it, man, like getting, getting dirty uh messy uh the chemicals i don't know if there's something in it it's just making it a better experience for me i don't know but i i love running a pressure washer it's satisfying uh so we learned that and and we kind of learned the basics of screen printing eventually i was on a, a one station putting on high-vis shirts and and doing navy left chest all day you know for a contractor and that's just how i learned the basics uh and then we got offered a job to run another summer camp and we just couldn't pass it up. And so we quit screen printing. And so we worked in that, I worked in that shop for about a year and a half um, and thought screen printing was just done. That was a good little season. Uh, the summer camp didn't work out. Long story, <laughs> we got screwed over. Anybody who's ever worked in ministry or for church and not trying to go down a religious rabbit hole, but chances <laughs> are you've been screwed over by an organization or a church. It's just kind of how it goes. Uh, so we stepped out of that life and uh, I sold insurance for a while and I was selling insurance back home here in Eugene and uh, the owner of the insurance office really needed shirts for a event he was running and he got shirts from a local shop and it was a horrible experience, <laughs> super overpriced, forced him into sustainable garments when he didn't really want that. Uh, the shirts faded and cracked. They were, they were way out of registration. Like all, all the problems you could have, they were there. And I, I just mentioned to him offhand, like, Hey, you know, I like used to do that. Like if I could make shirts for you if, if I had equipment and uh, he said, what do you need? And we, in the middle of the pandemic, we got a shirt press off Amazon and started cranking out some really terrible shirts. Uh, we got better really fast. Uh, she started learning kind of how to do color separation yeah. and films. Yeah. And yeah, I, I started graphic design just on the side doing ministry just because I got tired of really horrible artwork on everything um, that we ever did. And so I um, started doing graphic design. And then after we got out of ministry, I just kind of did it freelance on the side, designing logos here and there for like $20. Um, and just trying to get more experience. And so we thought, oh, maybe we could just make this our, our full-time gig because we got both sides of it now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really quickly went from yeah. the back of an insurance office to um, renting a space and subleasing from that insurance office. They actually moved so that we could do that with so them. So did the insurance office buy the equipment up front to be like, it seems like a really weird so, combo. No. So it was kind of a mix. Uh, so he kind of helped um, and he is still active, kind of an investor, a partner in the business as well. He's full time selling insurance. Eventually, he'd like to to learn and be a part kind of on the ground floor. But uh, yeah, he bought he bought some supplies. Uh, he helped with some of the press, bought some squeegees. Uh, at the time we were getting stimulus money. So yeah. Uncle Joe bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, we got any any savings we had just any time i could buy equipment i was buying it 
if he was doing well that month, like I sold an extra policy for him. He was like, instead of paying you a bonus, let's put that into screen bring equipment. That's so cool. And, uh, yeah. And then, then it just kind of worked out. One of our customers at the insurance office had a big warehouse building and was like, I can't find anybody to rent this. And so we approached him and said, Hey, what about two of us rent it? We'll put a little insurance office over in one corner and then we'll figure out what to do with the rest. And uh, the plan was to be kind of part-time selling insurance. And I think I sold insurance for one more week and just enough people we knew were asking for shirts. We got on social media and just DM would everybody, uh, very quickly, uh, Threadbare, uh, a shop here in Eugene. They've been on the Amy. show before. They're really yep. great. Amy had a press for sale for 500 bucks. We went and got it that day. And we started using that press. And then a couple weeks later, somebody posted about four hours away, hey, this entire shop set up for five grand. We were like, well, we can't pass it up. There's just too much good equipment. So I got a U-Haul. We drove over. We got a better press, we got a better exposure unit, we got screens, we got ink, squeegees, dryer, printer, printer. yeah. Yeah, just everything. And and what's crazy about it is when I when I hopped in the U-Haul to drive over to Bend, Oregon to go get all this stuff and drive back same day, uh, I was listening to episodes of Shirt Show and uh, the Golden Press podcast before they quit doing it, it seems like. Those guys have gone dark. We we hope they come back. <laughs> come back, guys. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, to, and, and ever uh, since we've just been growing, and it's crazy. I talked to Jonathan yesterday uh, for like an hour, nice, and nice. he's nice. Um, they got some stuff in the works, you know. But they do a lot of stuff, so they don't just do screen <sighs> printing. So they do. Yeah, he's. They got a tattoo shop, like, uh, recording yeah, like a studio, recording, yeah. recording a Windows. record label. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's nuts. So, Busy. He's a ser- just wants serial a entrepreneur. <laughs> he is. Sure. He is really. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I get it. Well, um, yeah. I mean, we like realistically, we're we're a generation of shop coming in post pandemic, uh, and we were kind of raised by you guys. Like, uh, yeah, we had a little bit of experience in the industry. Very, but, very dysfunctional like, parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the best mom and dad, but we like you guys. Mom and dad uh, are fighting have, all the time. <laughs> and we got crazy uncle lee stewart like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the drunk uncle for sure oh yeah for sure um you guys did all this with having how many kids three three three, three, three girls nice yep. yeah and we don't have schools on like on friday in our school district yeah. every week so our kids are right there yep they are in the office i didn't take the office space we actually gave the kids the office space so that um, they could have their space on Fridays and we take them with us and they help out. And like our oldest, uh, she, you know, lays out shirts during the summertime, you know, instead of an allowance for chores at home, it's, it's allowance for, for shop time. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she wants games on her switch. Yep. Uh, she's about to turn 10. Yep. She wants games on her switch and we're like, all right, stack shirts, dude. That's and cool. it's super helpful. <laughs> we yeah. love it. My son's going to be 14 this year, and that's one thing I'm kind of like, he's at the age now where he can get working papers at 14, and he can work in the shop, like, after school and all this other stuff. And I'm kind of, like, I'm excited for it, but I'm also kind of nervous to be like, 
just let him go into the shop because it's not like he can sit in my office all day and like shadow me. Like I want him to learn everything. I want him to learn yeah. like cleaning screens and pulling shirts and all sort of stuff. But the funny thing is like, he's going to be under other management, like Bill or somebody yeah. going to be telling him what to do. Not me. So here's my son, shy little boy who plays video games. Now it's going to be like thrown into the mix. Um, and I'm kind of nervous to see how that's going to go. I think that's good, though. I think no special treatment. Yeah. I think, in fact, if anything, make it We harder. fire him after like two days. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That's good parenting, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Real I life. Just, so. I actually have a friend of mine who uh, was talking to me about this app. Uh, it's called Go Henry. Uh, it's like owned by Acorns, where basically like you can give your kids their allowance like through this app and they get like debit cards or whatever. But you can also go through and put uh, like chores, like weekly chores in there to earn that allowance. So like make your bed 50 cents, like, you know, brush your teeth 10 cents and like all this stuff. And it adds up to like 20, 25 bucks at the end of every week. So mm -hmm. I just recently did that and I, I don't have the cards yet, but I thought for my daughter who's younger and for my son who doesn't work here yet that like it would be a good way to show them like how to like earn their own money they kind of do it now but it's kind of willy-nilly it's like oh dad can i have 20 bucks it's like cool we'll go take the garbage out and clean your room and i'll give you 20 bucks like now it's like he has to actually earn all these things and i can set it to to be like well five bucks of your allowance automatically goes into your savings account and two dollars goes to a charity so out of your twenty dollars automatically you're down to you know, whatever you should, it is. Uh, you, sh you should actually tax them too. So when they first get their 20, say, Hey, you know, <laughs> just like half take of it this, back. yeah, half of this goes back to dad for tax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now, oh, by the oh, way, yeah. here's your, yeah, teach them disappointment and regret like immediately. <laughs> like, right. what am I doing with my life? Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Perfect. And take the, take the Joy Cons like out of his switch and just be like, well, you got to buy new ones and just <laughs> teach him things like that where just shit happens and you got to replace it. And, whatever uh-oh your tire's flat sorry yeah. your life sucks <laughs> exactly surprise um so how has that been because you guys just leap leap right into screen printing you didn't have any other side jobs or anything like that you just kind of were hoping it worked out no we were just hoping it worked out i mean i i kind of have this relentless belief in myself like for some reason i just believe i can do just about anything and i think that served me really well uh, it's hurt me some, but for the most part, like I I'm okay. Cause I just keep powering well, through and we figure it out and we adapt that. I think we just, we thought too, is like, we would work harder if we knew there wasn't a backup plan. Like if you always oh, have a backup sure. plan, mm -hmm. you kind of work as though you have a backup plan. And so we were like, there is no backup plan. So we have to put in all the hard work. We have to do everything. And you know, the harder we work, the, the better it works out. So. I mean, there is a little bit of a safety net. I mean, I, I can always go back to selling insurance, yeah. you know, I can go do anything, but this is kind of, you know, we had just turned 30. Uh, I had just turned 30 and you know, we coming off the pandemic. It, I was so burnt out from working in a career where all I, all I got was yelled at for why is my bill? Why is my bill so high? How come the insurance company won't cover this claim? And why is there a loophole there? And it's like, Dude, I don't know. I'm just trying to do my job. I go home and take care of my family. And I just felt like I was missing a lot of my kids' lives, uh, right. working late, sales job. I, I would come home like mentally just numb. And so we, we knew we had to make a change and we knew we had to build our life around 
what was actually important to us. And for us, we're, we're a weird couple. We have been together for 15 years. Uh, we, we love hanging out. We, we're not, we don't do a whole lot of separate time, uh, which is strange to say. So we knew we wanted to work together. I wanted to pick up my kids from school. I wanted to walk them home. You know, those were values that we had. And so now we're able to do that. We, we get here in the morning, right after we drop the kids off, we work. Our, our youngest daughter is still here with us. So she's just kind of the mascot around the shop. <laughs> she keeps us laughing all day. I get hugs. I get little drawings while I'm at the press. It's awesome. And then I can look over and I can hit on the chick that's doing all the <laughs> color separations. There's a lot of butt smacks. I was going to say uh, that, but I didn't want to be inappropriate. Oh, That's dude. the best part. Oh, no, no, no. You just no, no lots it's fantastic. Of, she's super calloused yeah. up on one we, side. <laughs> we make out all the time. It's Perfect. awesome. Yeah. It's great. Uh, the and dark room so locks from the like inside. We just created. Oh, if the dark room is knocking. Uh, uh, we, we, just, we just have found a way to kind of build this whole model around what we wanted. And so by the time three o'clock hits, um, I'm packing up a box of screens to take home to reclaim at my reclaim station at home. <laughs> she has an office at home where she's doing all of any admin stuff or design work that she needs to do. And we're there for our kids. We're still there for our customers. We, we just communicate really well. Like, hey, after three o'clock, our production facility is closed. Uh, but you can meet with us. We can schedule you an appointment. We can do a phone call, whatever it needs to be. But that way, like everybody in our community knows what is important to us. It's our family and, and the community we live in. And so it's just screen printing has, has just allowed that to happen. It's great. I love that story because I did on my uh, first go around at a screen printing shop. I think that we were living parallel lives, but in a different time. Mm. That's such a thing because uh, I did the same exact thing. So we, in fact, we even built out when we moved for the third time, um, we built a, a special room for my son. So like he could be in there after school or if he didn't have school, yeah. you know, like he could be in there because we didn't want to, I mean, I didn't want to, I guess we both, we, we didn't want to drop him off at daycare. We wanted him with us, you know, we wanted to raise him like that. And so we, and, and when you have a small business, you know, you're able to do that. A small business, like, like, I guess this industry you know, like mm -hmm. what, what screen printing is anyway, we could pull it off. And it was sometimes a little bit challenging, but otherwise um, it was great. And so he actually, it turns out he was around screen printing. He grew up around screen, screen printing and he is a screen printer now, like today. Um, he's at a different shop. That's he's at awesome. his mom's and that's what we want. Yeah. We I want mean, that for our kids. Uh, we we are encouraging them to draw because we're like, hey, you could then do artwork for T-shirts. Right. If, if there is something that they're interested in, I don't want my kids to go off and go do something else. Now, if if they if that's what they decide, great, we're going to support you. But I think we've lost something in our culture where we don't we don't pass things down to our kids anymore. Yeah, we, trade we're ready to just. Mm -hmm. Get them out the door. Go, go, do something else. Get, get out. far away. Yeah, like, go to college and figure it out. <laughs> I want my kids to be here with me, hanging out in the shop, and I don't want it to be dysfunctional. So then, let's not let it be dysfunctional. Let's communicate well. Let's love each other, and we can all have a family business that's still here in generations. I wish you were my dad. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can work something. <laughs> he can out. Your, adopt he you. can be your daddy. He just can't be your dad. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm in. Uh, yeah, so he is a production manager now, and he runs a, uh, like a press, and he and his sister is a graphic designer and runs and has her own embroidery company inside of that shop. So like it dude, just worked out. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I do have a couple we of things. We hope we are like. living lives in a different universe. We, we do hope that's true. <laughs> You're just Andy with a hat and glasses and and red hair. Mm, there it is. <laughs> same color hat. <laughs> the exact same. <laughs> We're the same dude. Um, You're like Clark Kent. Well, oh, Pretty and my much. kid, uh, my kid, by the way, his middle name is Garrett. There you go. Um, you have you have really good taste. <laughs> I knew I liked you. So, yeah, I have something I want to talk. A couple things I want to talk about today. One is staying positive when it's slow. So yeah, but we started off the year. This is probably, I haven't looked, but I want to say it's probably going to be the worst start in our history. And Yikes. well, that sucks, you know, like that's, um, yes. it's not what you want. Uh, I think that we all know that January is going to be slow, but it was, it was crazy slow. And that that's difficult, you know, it's fine for a day or two, but then it, it, it drags on a little bit. And it gets to you and you know not to think in terms of days. And then you try to say, oh, I need to think in terms of, of weeks. But then all of a sudden it's a month or it's stretching out, you know, turning into that. You're like, wait, this, I, this is hard to do. And so um, staying positive through that. Uh, I don't know if you guys are seasonal, uh, but uh, Dylan and I were chatting, you know, before we came on that we, he thinks part of it is like just seasonal, you know, like it's. Uh, where he is, it's really cold. It's gray sometimes, and people are like, oh, "I'm not buying shirts today," or whatever it is. And so they're, you know, you're waiting. And wasn't it a sunny the other day? And you got some more orders or something. And so isn't it? So what do you? It's just seasonal you, depression. Like people are like, yeah. oh, I'm <laughs> yep. not into it. I don't want to do it. But then as soon as it's sunny and beautiful out, people start thinking about out, outdoor activities and you know, events and festivals and everything else. And it's like that's when it kicks back up. Yeah, I wanted to know like if you guys have that same issue going on and uh, what you do to to get through it yeah i mean definitely january is always that just lower point um going into february before people start to think into spring and and those activities but um when things start to get slow we pretty much just go straight into dming people and emailing our previous customers and saying, Hey, like we were just thinking about, you know, you know, is there anything you guys need this season? We just did shirts. You guys need hoodies. You know, we just kind of, we just go after it because, uh, you know, if you sit in it for too long, then you just, yeah, you start to keep getting depressed. And so it, the best thing we could do is just attack it and do as much as we can to, to try to fix it. Um, whether that works or not is not always, you know, it doesn't always work, but yeah. it, it's worked this last what couple of weeks. Uh, that was kind of what we went into because we knew January would be slow um, just because it usually is. And so going into the last part of December, we just started messaging people constantly, just every day, sending messages, DMs to people. We haven't, you know, we were just like, Hey, we'd love to print for you guys. You know, things we're excited about just construction companies, anything we could do. Were you yeah, going after it, specific specific companies or with a specific message or was it just anything and everything that you thought would work out well we we definitely have like a like a dream list of of places that we we whether it's local or regional we, that we really want to work with that we keep on a schedule to hit them 
periodically for sure. Um, but for us, like our, our clientele is primarily, uh, kind of blue collar kind of seems or colleges. So we're, we're smack dab in the middle. Like the university of Oregon is like eight minutes from our shop. Uh, Oregon state university is 15, 20 minutes from our shop. There is a private Christian university just right around the corner from our shop. Mm -hmm. So we're going to hit those customers and we're going to hit them. We're going to build relationships. We've got different contacts around campus that we're going to reach out to and just check in, check in, check in. And we call text, email, call text, email until we're getting somebody to say, Hey, fuck off. I don't need any shirts. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're going to stay aggressive on that. You're squeaky wheeling. Uh, we're going to, we're going to say yes to any little job that we can, even if it's just barely over a minimum, we're, we're like, yeah, we, we want that. If somebody's got customer provided garments, we're going to say yes to that right now because we just want to be working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like strange things happen. So like last night, um, <laughs> we, we got a text from a friend that said, Hey, in a Facebook group, uh, somebody is requesting this specific shirt. And it was a statement by uh, the local football coach at the university of Oregon. He's being recruited by Alabama to go be their head coach. He released a video and said, no, the grass is, is not always greener somewhere else. The grass is pretty damn green in Eugene, Oregon. And so somebody in a Facebook group was like, we need a shirt that says that. Well, we're like, well, we're not doing anything and it's a little slow around the shop. Let's, let's use this as an opportunity to, to get us creative and moving. And we can use this as a great marketing opportunity to get people knowing, Hey, we make shirts, reach out when you need something. So we made that shirt last night. We opened up a Printavo store. I think we checked this morning. We, we had about $300 in sales already. And it's like, those are things that we can either look internally and go, well, shit, it's really slow around here. What did I do wrong? How come I'm not better at this? What am, am I the problem? Or we can be solutions based and go, Hey, no, 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 no. We're screen printers. We adapt. Let's, let's put some tape on it. Let's fill that hole. <laughs> let's figure it out. So we just, we get aggressive and it, it, it helps that we're, we're kind of in a unique situation where we're, we're around each other 24 seven. So we can bounce ideas off each other she's designing i'm sitting there going oh no no move that over here do this <laughs> hey remember right. to cut that out so it feels better on the shirt yeah. you know so we're we're just the, a perfect team to kind of fight through that uh and of course shit happens i mean we, we live in the pacific northwest so of course we're depressed and yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, gray. it's gray and rainy and sad outside so we can either dwell in that it, it's kind of like this this mindset we often say sometimes in our house like uh, we know that if we put sweatpants on, it's over, right? That those are the quitters. You yep. put your quitters on, you're done for the day. <laughs> but if you get up, you get dressed, you get moving, things feel a little bit better. And it, we try and apply that to the shop as well. It's a great answer for that question. Really good. Uh, I have another thing too I want to talk about today. And that is I had to replace an air filter at our house. And I go to Ace Hardware and... Um, I, there's this whole wall of filters, different sizes, and then I find my size, and then it's a good, better, best. And it actually says that on there. It says good, better, best. And awesome. one is like, you know, filters like at 1,000, and one is 1,500, and one is, I don't know, like 2,000 or whatever. I don't know what that means, but it's just like a better filter. The best filter mm-hmm. is at the end, like it'll filter out anything. I ended up getting 
the the better. So like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's probably, what I would have chose. Right. And I think that's probably where the company wants you. They want you, you know, buying that. Most people probably choose the middle one. And that's probably where they make great margins on. I don't know. And so um, we always talk about on the show that we do that or we try to do that with our showroom. So we'll have options, you know, when the customer comes in, we'll show them a good, better, best situation. And I wanted just to like, it's the beginning of the year and a lot of people are messing around with their showrooms and getting ready for the busy season and everything. And just like as a reminder of, of to do that. And also, do you do that when you, would you do that when you ship out or when you quote out, I meant to say, like when you quote something, are you doing that? Do you give... If somebody says, hey, I'm looking for a shirt, two color, 100 shirts, do you just send one quote or do you say, hey, well, there's this quote on a basic tee, but there's also this quote on an upgraded tee. Do you ever offer a better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually offer a better and then also a lower. You know, we don't we don't want to start at the lowest because then they'll be disappointed with their, you know, their heavy cotton shirt. And so you kind of start mm-hmm. at a, a decent price and you like usually give them a few shirts options at that price that is usually kind of our base price and then we kind of say you know you can go from there these are better options that's what this would cost more and then if you want to go if you need something less expensive we can go with these options so i kind of try to start at what is still kind of our lowest price um but we technically could go lower we just don't want to have to go lower so you know, it, we like to show them both both sides and kind of start with the better, you know, but still show them the good, you know. Yesterday, I had a, a discussion with a large client and they order a ton of stuff, but they always go for the cheapest option. Like always. They're like, how can I get this down to this amount and whatever? And it's it's a constant battle with that. And then I had to have the discussion with them yesterday of like, hey, it's a new year. I want to know like what your plans are for this year. I want to know like where your head's at, whatever. And then I I, I kind of said to him, like, I noticed that like all of our discussions tend to be based on price, but like, what is your end goal here? Is your end goal to be like, I want to make the most money possible on each item sold? Or is it that you want your item to be worn more by the people buying it and have less customer service issues with people calling in or something and saying, my shirt had a hole in it or, you know, my shirt yeah. doesn't fit anymore because it's a belly shirt and like all this other stuff. I was like, are you seeing that kind of response from your customer or are you yeah. seeing people being like, this is my new favorite shirt kind of thing? Yeah. Um, someone told me once, I don't remember who, so sorry if I'm not crediting you here, but it was kind of like the, the university talk. Like there was a, college comes to you and says, I want the budget shirt. I need to order 3000 for all these new kids coming into school. And, um, we just want to get this for the cheapest, whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, you can buy this bottom of the barrel carded open end shirt. And it's cool that they get it and they're, they might wear it once, but then nine times out of 10 there, it's going to be thrown in the back of the drawer or it's going to be the shirt they wear when they paint their house or mow the lawn. And then that's it. I was like, because yeah. it, they wore it once, washed it, it doesn't fit right anymore. It's not like a comfortable, nice fitting <laughs> shirt. Or do you spend 60, 75 more cents per shirt and get the next level up that's a CBC, it's ring spun, it fits better, it feels better, all these other things, prints better. And instead of one or two impressions of that person wearing it, now you're up to 
a hundred impressions of it. It's like in the rotation of like one of their favorite shirts they wear once a week. Like always, they're proud to have it. So it's like, is that 75 cents breaking the bank for you? Like, yeah. what's your goal? Is your goal to have these shirts be promo for your company where they see it constantly because it's worn all the time? Or is it just to give some people some free shit and then you don't care if you ever see it again? Yeah. So that, I, I that was my us, argument to them. Uh, I think for us, coaching is so important in this industry. And I think sometimes screen printers, we, we, we fail when we push our agenda first. Uh, when, when a customer says, Hey, I need shirts at the cheapest. And we hit them with, well, that shirt is crap. You're going to want to go here. And we push our agenda and our shirt, what we wear, what we want. And that's all fine and good. And you might get a good product that way, but you're probably going to get a customer that felt you were kind of pushy with sales or you right. weren't really listening. And I just don't think that's the right approach. I think the right approach is to coach and go, yeah. Okay. What is, what are your goals with this shirt? Right. Okay. Well, okay. That, that shirt actually would work fine for that. But if you pushed just a little bit more financially, you'd get a better return or, you know, people would be happier with your shirts. They'd wear them longer. I mean, ideally our goal in the industry is not to be the best artist or, or be the raddest shop that prints for the sickest brands and all that. Like we want to help businesses. We want to help events be better. Yeah. Occasionally even, I mean, we ran across this recently, uh, I think it was last week or so. Um, someone came to us, they just a minimum order, one color. They're like just the cheapest, you know, shirt. These are, you know, these are just going to be worn, you know, once or twice. And so, um, there's a sponsor shirt. And so we actually gave them on our dime, a slightly nicer shirt. Cause at the end of the day, in a minimum order, you're already not making good margins, you know? So if we can get something else out of this and we can give them a better product and they come back. So, you know, we, we get them a better shirt. Um, and then they see that and they're like, Oh, okay. Um, they could do that kind of thing. And then the sponsor sees that shirt. And then, you know, our level of, what we can offer changes. And uh, sometimes it's also, I feel like showing them not just like the per piece cost that's more, but just being like, Hey, this is only a hundred dollars more in your whole order to get this much better of a product. Like you can feel the difference. So like showing them not just a per piece, cause some people kind of are like a dollar more shirt. And you're like, yes, but it's mm, really sure. not that much more money, you know, like trying yeah. to kind of show them the overall, like you're going to be able to sell this now more, you know, you're going to make it back. And that kind of, you only really have to sell another shirt to get all of that back, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And we can come at it with the angle of like, Hey, Hey, we, we hear you that you want to get this shirt for the cheapest possible because it's a giveaway. But what if for a little more investment, we could almost guarantee that people are going to wear your shirt from this year's event at next year's event because it doesn't suck. It, yeah. it almost sells itself. It, we, we just pitch that coaching aspect a little differently where we're not pushing our agenda to oversell something like, hey, you have to have, we always call it as Kalur in, <laughs> in our shop. We're not trying to push the as Kalur shirt to you because we want it. We're mm -hmm. trying to push you because that that's the right garment for the goal you're trying to achieve. That's yeah. the difference. And I also talk people out of it sometimes too. Like you said, like we sure. have people, I haven't done this in a while, but we used to have people that would come in right after tax season and they were like, I got my taxes back. You know, I have 10 kids and, you know, I got great tax. Like I got like 
$15,000 back or something in taxes. And I want to start a clothing line and it's going to be great. And it's going to have, you know, it's got my, my last name across the chest and it makes no sense. And nobody's going to fucking buy these. Um, I want to spend the whole amount on, on these shirts. And like, I've literally sat people down and been like, no, like I, I'm not no. going to take your money. I don't yeah. want to do this. Cause I'm telling you right now, these shirts suck. Nobody's going to buy them. Like what you should do is take some of this money and hire a good designer, make one design if you want to yep. start this brand or whatever, and then invest it into these shirts, get 25 of them, sell those 25, turn it into 50 and so on. They do not give me $15,000 and make 10 designs and they're all going to suck. And it's just, I, I'll just tell people, no, I'm like, I would rather be up front with you and tell you the hard truth now, because I feel like I will see you as a returning customer more often if you start this way. Then if you just blow all your money with me now, and then I'll never see you ever again. So, and the other side of that too, is we have construction companies that come here and they, they go in and they feel shirts or whatever. They're like, Oh, I really want these. And it's like, they're picking like a, like a Bella tri-blend or something. And I'm like, dude, this is not what you want your crew wearing all day <laughs> Don't long. Don't like, do that. Like buy the G8000, yeah. put your left chest and back on it, get five per employee. I'll see you next month when they're covered in tar. Like, yeah, there's yep. no point in buying these shirts when they're just going to get destroyed or they're they're You're going to have all these dudes with guts hanging out the bottom because it's too fitting, <laughs> like buy the right shirt for the right thing. Like, I feel like there's yeah. so much talk all the time of upsell, upsell, but I feel like you retain customers better when you're truthful with them at upfront and like. This is actually like I'll take less money now because I know I'm going to gain it in the long run by having you as a customer longer. Hundred percent, yeah. If I if I upsell you now, I've already made all that money and that's it. And there's a risk you're not coming back. But if if I'm lifting your business up, if that's the view of an upsell, instead of I'm taking your money from you, I'm actually making your business better by helping you get the right product, the right design, you know whether we're cutting out spots for the ink to make it feel better, like whatever the adjustment is in our coaching, it's how do we make your business better? Because we, I mean, right now for us, a lot of our customers are smaller businesses that are just getting started, lower minimums. So we're investing in them just as much as they're investing in us. And our business is only going to grow if their business grows. And I think so many times, at least my experience as a customer in screen printing, I've been caught with, with people that are so much more focused on being the coolest shop or having the best art. And they don't give a shit about your garment because it's a one color print. They want to go print for the brewer, the brewery and the coffee shop and the band. And it's like, yeah, but this contractor really needs the right product too. And so we're, we're just trying to take that. Well, that's where you, like, that's where you step in and you take the business and yeah, that's happened, it's happened that a lot is, in the last, that uh, is working out for us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's why we kind of ended up being more of that blue color kind of shop is because we get those customers from those shops. And sometimes those shops even send them our way at this point. So that's good. Yeah. it's kind of funny. I'm curious how much of your sales skills or maybe I should say philosophy came from insurance, like the insurance world, you know, like. Did, oh, yeah. Is that what you learned yeah, a lot I from? Mean, or yeah. One of, one of the things that's always kind of stuck out to me in sales, it was something I was taught really early is when somebody comes in for a sales appointment, you know, everybody knows like, get, get them something to drink. That's an easy, easy thing to do. Right. It, let me, let me get you a can of soda. 
Um, but oftentimes what will happen is somebody just hands them the can. We were taught in our sales training to take shake that can, shit out of it. open it up, shake the shit out of it, spray it, <laughs> poke a hole and make them chug it, right. challenge them to a contest. Uh, we, we were taught to open it up, pour it over ice, deliver it to them with a napkin in a cup. And it's like, if we can take that and boil it down, what is it? What, what is that experience? And really enthusiasm is everything. If you show up excited about the thing you're going to give them, you packaged it well, you think it's awesome, you hand it, they're going to have a better experience than here's your can of soda. You it's know, really and funny. it's the same gesture. It's really funny that you bring that up because I think it's only ever happened to me once other than obviously like an airplane where they do that. But um, I went to a meeting once and it was a real quick, like, I just need to talk to them for like two seconds thing and drop something off. And the dude at the front counter was like, Hey, do you want, can I get you a drink or whatever? Like you said, like they wanted to offer me a beverage or whatever. And he's like, can I get you a water? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And I'm thinking they're going to hand me like a bottle of water. And I'm like, cool. Like I'll take this bottle of water and I can go with it. Like I can leave. The dude brings me like a fucking someone else's coffee mug filled with tap water. And I'm already done talking and doing what I got to do. So not only is this awkward and kind of gross, but like I have to sit here and drink it all in front of him before I can leave because I feel like a dick. Yep. So, yeah, it's the, the mug was we, probably like someone else's name on better. it. Yeah. Oh, that's, Yucky. That's I mean, we were taught even when we worked with like kids, like running games, like, yeah, you could tell the kids, Hey, we're going to play dodgeball. Or you can be like, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest game of dodgeball of all time is about to happen. Kids gather up, pick your teams. We're playing dodgeball. And if you present that with enthusiasm, man, kids are going to have so much a better time than if you just told them, Hey, this is the rules to dodgeball. So all I'm hearing and, is you walk into a room with like five shirts on and you're like, how about this shirt? And then you peel that one off and you're like, how have about you seen this shirt? his Hulk Hogan video? Like, did you see that <laughs> one? No, I have not. Yeah. I knew that, that had to be it. They saw our Hulk Hogan video. That's why they want us to be on the shirt show. You had me there. Like that was, I was sold. I, yeah, I, I have no idea what the video was, but th there was a time when I lived at Chris's house and Bill's house who both work here when we were younger, like 16, 17 and me and Chris were upstairs. We, we had band practice upstairs and I remember Brian and uh, Bill were downstairs and we hadn't heard from them in a while. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And went downstairs and Bill came out from around the corner with a yellow construction paper mustache, had like the bandana on, had like a red shirt on. He just came out around the corner and was like, Hogan knows best. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then two seconds later, Brian popped out from around the corner and his entire arm was covered in tinfoil. And he was like, Jax. And it was just like, what the hell is <laughs> happening? Combat with it? Yeah. That's so rad. <laughs> so it just made me think of that. So anyway, your Hulk yeah, Hogan we, video. We did, a, uh, we did a Hulk Hogan video. On of, Halloween. We, we, we love Halloween. Uh, it's, it's, our, it's probably our favorite holiday. Um, she didn't get to celebrate it growing up because she was raised a really conservative Christian. Uh, so I brought her, I brought her <laughs> for I sure. Her. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't allowed to watch the little mermaid dude, like real, real uptight stuff, but we're, we're through all that now. Uh, but yeah, we, we cut, cut a wrestling promo. Basically I came out in an NWO shirt. I had the white Fu Manchu. We screen printed a bandana 
And I did like I did a full on wrestling promo. Check it out. West River Printing on Instagram. <laughs> it's a good video. Uh, good video. I love I love wrestling. I I think well I don't really watch much anymore. But at least '90s wrestling that was the height of everything for me. So cutting a wrestling promo is awesome. I'm actually even wearing Ultimate Warrior socks right now, just <laughs> so I feel connected, mm-hmm. grounded, grounded, mm-hmm. inspired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well we have some over-unders for you and pretty easy just i'll have i have four things today and you just let me know if they are overrated underrated or properly rated first one is sweet potato fries overrated, overrated. sweet potatoes yeah, suck say, and you're thank stupid you. if you like thank them. you they're I dumb do not like regular it. fries yeah. all day they're just like sugary fries like gross yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's unsettling. Nope. You haven't made right. Nobody likes orange, orange <laughs> hair, orange potatoes. Down. Yeah, I agree. Gross. Super underrated. Way better for you, <laughs> and they're delicious. Next, we have the Apple Watch. Overrated. I'm gonna say it's rated perfectly. Uh, I'm not a watch person. Uh, yeah, it's not for me, but I can understand why someone would like it. Yeah. Sure, it's We're got all the health watching. monitor stuff. You can view your text messages. That's the only. I just wish I you could it. use it to kind of like transport yourself back to the Power Ranger Command Center. <laughs> that would be cool. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree. I only really care about it if I'm doing health stuff. Yeah. We just if I didn't yeah. if I wasn't doing walking or trying to track anything, I wouldn't wear it. Yeah, I think it's. I'm kind of in the overrated camp. I think that it's great for the health, you know, the health stuff. And, uh, and especially because now we're, we're trying to close our rings. We're in this thing. We're trying to be healthy, but as a watch, like I can't stand that sometimes somebody calls me and it's, and it vibrates or it rings. I just don't like that. I, I, yeah. I do that to me all the time. <laughs> Every time I call you, you're like, hold on. I'm on my watch. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to talk on it. It sounds Weird. like you're a mile away. Um, I like it. Oh, I also think it's terrible and it's uh um it doesn't hold the charge very long. Like it's not that great. Like you would think that it would last for a few days or something, but no, no, I only get oh. half. What do I get? Maybe I could maybe get a day and a half, I would say, out of mine. Mm. Um so yeah, I'm with I'm with you guys, I think. Overrated or maybe properly rated. Yeah, proper if you're into health. Next, we have Google Calendar. That's a tough one because (laughs) I see the advantage to Google Calendars. However, I am personally really frustrated with Google in general, (laughs) and I think they're the devil. (laughs) So... So probably properly rated. It's properly rated. Yeah, but the devil's devil's got some cool shit, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The devil has the best marketing department. <laughs> Man, the brand is sick. Mm-hmm. The good side of things really need to work on their brand. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I, Google is I, appropriate. I just, I'm such a like, uh, I need to write things physically, so I don't like, <laughs> which is terrible because it's not always with you. But I just, I don't know. Mm. It stresses me out. 
It stresses me out. You guys probably have to worry about that more because you have like tons of employees and different stuff going on. Like we're with each other. We are us. (laughs) And we have a, we have an open concept shop. So she can yell at me while I'm at the press right now and we'll hear each other. So we're not good at this question. I live and die by the Google calendar. My entire life is on that thing. I love it um, in so many ways because like just one example would be is uh, I go on Southwest and I book a flight and it just and it's automatically, yeah, it's just in my calendar, like the time of the flight That's and everything. Cool. And, well, the yeah. shop, all of the shop is on there as far as like mm-hmm. scheduling jobs or what needs heat press or what needs what. It's all Google Calendar. And then I have all my own personal calendars, like Andy said, all my flights, all of my plans, my family's plans. They add to the calendar to let me know when appointments are, dates are, birthdays are, everything. So my day-to-day is literally going to the calendar and seeing what my day looks like. So when Andy says, hey, and we want to do this here, or someone says, can we hang out next Wednesday? I have to refer to my Google calendar to see if I'm available or not. We, we keep all of our print jobs in Printavo. We, yeah. we do that part. Um, but we don't have like that many friends outside <laughs> of us. So that's not really an issue. We, we don't have the money right now to, to travel or fly. We're putting it into the shop. So we just don't need it yet. Yeah. But it, it's You'll good practice, there. I'm sure. You won't hate it Google won't. as much in a little while. Yeah. I'm just miffed about Google ads. I don't know how to use them well. And it feels like I pour money into it. And I'm not sure that we, it we does got, what it's yeah. supposed to do. We got screwed over when we were sick last Christmas. And uh, yeah, it, it made us upset. So. I'm just bitter. <laughs> I get it. We talked about this a little bit last episode, but I had recently hired somebody to handle all all that stuff, maybe like six, eight months ago. And uh, it's a way different experience if you get somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. Like if I do it, I just say, oh, I'm going to put a thousand dollars in, hit go. And then it's gone (laughs) in like a day and a half and it does nothing. Yeah. But if you actually do it with somebody who knows what they're doing and they're scaling it up slowly and getting it to where they need to be, then it's it's very beneficial so maybe you just need to hire it out if you're the right person get in contact with us (laughs) (laughs) westwoodprinting.com hulk hogan hulk hogan next next and last and definitely not least mr beast Ooh. Do you even know who Mr. Beast is? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's that's the that's most. your bedroom name. I think he's only the most recognizable person in the world, like worldwide. He's one of the most recognizable oh, yes. nerds. Yes, no, for yes, sure. He's the most like but... famous YouTuber, basically. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think I know who you're talking about now. And yes. he makes those like weird candy bars and stuff. Yes. That we we're we're not eating sugar right now, or we're trying not to. Hey, all right. Trying to be healthy. High five. Sugar and sugar. Um, yeah. Sugar. No, we've lost a lot of weight. We're feeling good. Yeah. Sugar and mm. sugar and carbs. Yeah. Low low yeah. carbs. No added sugars whatsoever. Trying to eat. You healthy. are Andy beautiful Jr. for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'd say over overrated. I get he's successful. I get his videos are cool. His products are cool. But really, I I think there are people that are cooler than him that I think should be more hyped. I don't know a lot about him. You guys, you guys should be more hyped. You should (laughs) be more hyped. Appreciate that. Take that, Mr. Beast. Um, I don't know a ton about him. I don't think I've ever watched any of his videos, but I have seen things where he 
gives a lot of money back or does a lot of like earth conscious things like uh him and mark rober there have that like uh was it something for the trees or whatever where they're like planting like a crap ton of trees and then they had that ocean like beach cleanup thing where that was like a huge thing so i do like when people like that take their money and Mm -hmm. Fix some shit with it instead of just being like, yeah. "Oh, I have a new Maserati and all this other stuff." Yeah, cool. I think that's another Mr. mega Beast. yacht. <laughs> that's Mr. Beast's other thing too, I guess, is that he's just like he doesn't ever keep any of that money, and he kind of lives in like a regular house and has a regular car and regular clothes, and he's not like being ultra flashy about it. Is a lot of those YouTubers are just burning cash. Um, that's a very good point. I changed my answer. He's underrated. He's a man of the people. He's a hero. That's a very good point. I think um, I'm with you. I think he's underrated. Do you, first of all, do you know that he's 25? I did not know that. I didn't know. I don't even know what his real, real name is. Um, It's like Jimmy. Dougie Beast. Beast. Um, But he is very interesting. I've, I've just seen his videos and never really knew about him. And recently I've been listening to, um, this podcast a little bit about him, not with him on it, but just kind of talking about him. Uh, one of the things I thought was really interesting is that uh, he has hired in some people to help him. And one of the methods he used is like he needed to, he thought in his head, he was like, I need to clone myself. And so, I mean, I've said that in my, in to myself, like a lot of times, like, man, if I could just clone Every myself, day. Be great, right? Well, he yeah. actually basically did and here's how he did it so he when he hires a um um like i I guess he would say a ceo i don't know the exact title that he gave him but when he hires a person in like in high level management that's going to help him that person has to commit to living with him for six months and like doing everything so basically all you do for six months your six months training is is that you're just following him around like you're shadowing him you're doing everything that he does and you're learning to think like he does in other words, like you're, you're, he's trying to, sounds kind of like a cult, but um, <laughs> he's trying to like train Count you me how, in. yeah, he's trying to train you how he goes through his day and what he does so that when you go off on your own, you just do that sort of thing. And so, I don't know, I think that, I thought that was really cool. Like it's, first of all, I don't know who could commit to that. You'd almost have to have no... <laughs> like personal life like a family or anything like you that you have to be gonna... 25 yeah <laughs> right right that right. would be a good start <laughs> what an experience mm. that would be though because i think that ultimately what comes down to is that he has he's going to be known as just one of the best marketers of all time like ever like in the history of of time yeah you know i mean how I mean, he's, his videos get 500 million views you know it's insane let's just have mr beast on <laughs> yeah why are we here gosh <laughs> i mean you would do it right? <laughs> <laughs> well we appreciate that you guys could get on and do this with us um it was definitely fun i'm glad you guys were able to do it wood chipper aside uh yeah everything. sorry about that it's oregon man everything's logging and trees here yeah, it just it fits yeah. right in with the, we with the oregon it. story um Oregon, Oregon Trail. Right. Yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. We, like we said, we're we're big fans. Like we we really did listen to the show when we were building this thing. So what you guys do matter. So appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you, you guys too. Later, guys. All right. See y'all later. <laughs>